Hello. Hello. What's next for her? What's next for her? That's a big question. It is. I think we've kind of started to like dive a little bit deeper into that, answer some of that as we look ahead at the season. Yeah, I think it's we've this year is going to be really interesting. Like we're what halfway through halfway through the season and still so much more qualifying and provincial play, national events still happening, finalization of pro league. It's awesome. Yeah, there's been so much going on in the last couple weeks here. It's oh, give me one, sorry, I'm behind the scenes doing things here. Um, yeah, it's been like a crazy couple of weeks. I know I feel like I've been going crazy with just our own tournaments, the adult ones, the youth ones. Um, we figured it was a good week to highlight some of our youth players because of all of the things that have been happening in the youth bowling world right now. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a good one. Happy Valentine's day, even though we're like a day later, day late, random day late. acts of kindness week. Yes. Just like all the love this week. Amazing. We've got a jam-packed lineup uh, today. So as per usual, as per usual, we like to deliver. (laughs) We're a little bit more an hour and we'll fill it. (laughs) It's it's true. It's true. So why don't we get started with um, kind of the roll up of what we have. So we thought it would be really um, interesting to start talking about some of our Hall of Fame um, inductees. And as we get to like future segments, we're hoping that we can have each and um, every one of them on. And obviously, you know, there'll be future inductees and that's going to be exciting to hear, you know, what happens for future future years and um, just, you know, enabling this platform uh, for the next generation of of players right of of all ages so we're excited to um do the introduction of our first hall of famer um unfortunately she was not able to join us which is really sad but i can't i can't wait to to talk about her and um she's just uh amazing so um our first hall of famer was inducted in uh 2019 uh legend in the game uh they all are uh, Chris Monchak. Um, so she was inducted to the uh, C5 PBA in 2019 with uh, 10 other individuals. If you know her, you love her. She's spunky, dynamic, fierce, tenacious. I would say some would consider her, you know, one of one of the toughest lead uh, bowlers in our game. But these stats are incredible. And uh, I just want to premise, these stats are just open stats. These do not include uh, the time that she invested uh, playing the Masters. And if you add that in, it, it's absolutely ridiculous, um, these stats. So four times national singles uh, competitor, 23 times national uh, team competitor, 17 time national medalist, four time national all-star it, it gives me goosebumps when I start like talking um, about some of these players because it's just phenomenal. Five yeah. gold medals, seven silver medals, and five bronze medals at national events. In the Open at nationals, she's played 459 games, averaging just over 240 with her match win percent at 58.3%. That's it's just insane. It, 
It really, it really is. Um, I wish she was here, honestly, because I just love to like pick a mind like this and a veteran yeah. in the game and what she's offered um, literally, literally to the country, but not only to the country, but just what she's offered um, to Team Manitoba and just that dynasty ladies uh, group. Um, what she could offer us in terms of learning would be outstanding. But I just want to say, Chris, we, we admire, respect you. Thank you for letting us um, talk about you. We wish you were here, but um, yeah. we're incredibly uh, proud. Uh, you should be too. It's, it's crazy. If I threw in her, ma her master stats. Well, the it, other thing too, this is just the nationals. Like this isn't how many yeah. times she's made an open team. Because there's probably been another 20 times that she's made an open team mm. and went to provincials and maybe just hasn't made it to nationals. So yeah. to have this many medals and this many appearances at the national level, like, yeah. wild. I mean, I've played against her uh, many times. I remember vividly the first time I ever saw her at a, ban a banquet. In fact, um, my dad was the president of the Alberta Masters. Uh, for a good chunk of time. And I, oh, when I was young, I, I used to, I joined my parents at some national events. And I remember Chris, beautiful, blonde, in heels, in her old school Manitoba, um, you know, button up shirt. Um, she was stunning, beautiful um, individual. And then obviously now to, you know, have the, 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 that long-term friendship and be able to play with her in a lot of events. Uh, I feel very lucky. Yeah, okay. Chris Monchak, amazing. Yeah. Pull this down. So one of the things that we kind of were talking about as we were diving into how are we going to feature all these ladies was we also came up with double crown. Um, and as Tracy was telling me the stats, there have been 12 women. I'm going to bring it up here. 12 women who have won a double crown. So a gold medal in the singles at nationals for open and at the singles for nationals for masters, um, which is an incredible feat with the talent pool we have in this country. Like to be able to say that you've won both of the major tournaments as a singles is crazy. And there's a reason there's only 12 of them that have been able to accomplish that. Yeah. Um, we've got, right from the early days, Char Charlene McCormick from Ontario, Marnie Galloway from Ontario, Diane McLeod from Ontario, Lori uh, Stefarak Thompson from British Columbia, British Columbia, uh, Jennifer Smith Marshall uh, from Alberta, Brenda Walters Campbell from Ontario, Karen Armstrong from Manitoba, Natalie Trudell from Quebec, Diane Violini from Alberta, Erica Borto, Bortolin from Ontario, Sandy Dixon Horton from Ontario, and then Jennifer Baker from Alberta. So um, this is not an easy club to get into. <laughs> no, like the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal. And these there's women, one thing you want on your resume. Like, yeah, just some of these, these stats are incredible. But just to do it once on, on the open side and then once to do it in the master side in itself is um, a huge feat. And some of these women have done it multiple, multiple times. So purely, yeah. purely incredible. And then that, that leads us into our next hall of fame um, introduction and, um, and, and our next guest. 
and our next guest. We can start it off by introducing her. I know that she is working really hard at getting in. Um, Tracy, do you want to just read through this while I just help her troubleshoot getting in here? Absolutely, because I can see that she's texting me as well. But yeah, I know she's messaging us. We'll get you in. You know, another podcast, maybe potentially we can get all of these Manitoba uh, women who have been in the Hall of Fame. And eventually we're going to have Sandy join us as well. But legend in the game, Karen Armstrong, um, also inducted the same time period as uh, Chris in 2019 as a player. Uh, Double crown winner, which is crazy. Her stats are also ridiculous. I want to premise this does, I don't believe, includes uh, Masters which we know um, she's also been super um, invested in and had a lot of success, but seven time national singles competitor. There's a reason they call her Karen effing Armstrong. She's crazy good. 19 time national team competitor, 20 time national medalist, seven time national all-star And then within that, six gold, 10 silver, four bronze. Again, the game, the games is crazy. 483 games at nationals for the open with an average of 253 or just above 253. And look at her match win percentage, 65.3. Like these two women that we just showcased, I mean, it's tough to beat them. So um, I can't wait to to strike up some conversation with her. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Let me talk about her double crown um, winner uh, piece just to, to make up some time. So in the Masters, she won uh, 1996, 2002, 2007, and 2015. And then in the open, she won her singles title in 2009. So five, um, five singles uh, title in a short period of time. Um, you know, I'm not too sure how many. Um, when, so that would mean that she would have won maybe five team golds in the open if she's got six golds here. And I'm just making that up. I think we found her. Awesome. Okay, we're going to bring her in right away because she doesn't need any more introduction. No. Let's see if she's ready here. Ah! Hello. <laughs> there we, we go. We got you. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> there we go. I'm not very good at computers. <laughs> it it worked good. out and you were just on time. Yeah, right, you're on. right on time. It's all good. Excellent. <laughs> How, how are you going? I'm well. How are you? Good. We're great. We are just bragging about Good. you. I don't know if you saw those uh, amazing stats that we were just showcasing. <laughs> I did not notice because I was trying to get into this uh, group chat. <laughs> I wonder if we could bring that up one more time, Katie. Is that too hard mm-hmm. to bring up so that nope. she could actually see it? Mm-hmm. So this is what we showcased. And and oh. maybe help us because we think that this is only for the national open, these stats. We don't think these include your um, master's national appearance appearances. Yeah. You're so right. 
it is literally uh, crazy. And, and Len just, you know, mentioned your number of appearances on TSN and, and um, CBC. So there's that. There's your master's, which, you know, we, we couldn't find any data on that. But I, I, I don't think we need to because we know it's absolutely uh, stunning. Um, we want to pick your brain about a couple of things because yeah, this just everything in terms of your bio when it comes to bowling there's you know a fierceness in you uh Karen that not not many not many of us uh gain easily let's just say some people just have it I feel like you're one of those individuals who just has it talk talk to me about like where that comes from where did it come from well being the youngest of three and my brother and sister are both big time into sports. I grew up in the baseball field. I grew up in the back of the bowling alley. I used to go to the daycare at the bowling alley when my mom bowled and during the day. It's just, I, I'm just a sports orientated peer, person. I'm a sports fanatic and I love to win. And I think that definitely comes from within. It's not something that's taught. And if you just want to win, you, you're always trying your hardest to, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, it's tough to go up against a competitor like you who's got a 65% win percentage at a national (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like, that's huge. Like it's massive, right? So that says um, a lot about maybe what you do to your competitor and just the proven strength in terms of your game. Um, I would love to know what makes Karen Armstrong like tick. Well, just the passion for the sport. I've uh, just, I don't know. I've I've bowled since I was five years old. I missed one year. I had back surgery when I was 20. It's the only year I ever missed. Um, I really didn't start competing as an adult till I was 25. I was still uh, playing baseball then and I was playing volleyball and I didn't, I tried a couple times to make the open right out of YBC and I never made it. So I kind of just took it to the back burner a bit. Never quit, never quit bowling altogether. Mm-hmm. But, and then one year in 1992, I said, hey, I'm going to really work on my game here and trying to make, start making things. And I, everything just took off from that year. All I had to do is put, you have to put your mind to it and, and, and work hard at it. You don't just go to league to, for socialization and everything. Like you can socialize when you're off the lane, but, when you're on the lane, that's your time to practice. That's your time to get better, right? You know, it's still league. You'd still want to do your best, but it's 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 a good time to work on certain things when you're up on the lane. So right, yeah. When when Tracy pulled these stats and was showing me, one thing that really stood out for me was the time that you have been competitive in the game. Like when we think about your singles wins, there's a 19 year gap between your first <laughs> win and your last win. Yeah, it's so like, not back to back. I'm to back sitting or here going, <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here going, well, I'm like relatively like fresh, I feel in like the adult world. But like, how do you keep that mindset and that competitive spirit for like two decades and keep that like passion and drive going? Well, it was a lot easier when I was younger. And listen, when, when Tracy was talking last uh, podcast about the age, because Tracy and I are the same age, we're only a month apart. Um, you really have to dig down deep as you get older to work harder at it. This game's a lot harder now mentally and physically as I'm old, as I'm aging. 
and I still want to be that person that can be competitive and be fierce. So you, you kind of got to work at it now. I got to put a lot more effort into it now than I felt I needed to back then. Right. Yeah. And that's like when I was younger, it was kind of easy and it just came to me and I, you know, it's not that I didn't work hard. I practiced like I only bowled once a week for 20 years, but I had three little kids. Yeah. So I would a bowl once a week and then I would go practice. Right. And I go practice after my kids were in bed at 10 o'clock at night. My friend worked at St. Patel Lanes. I bowled till, till, till she shut it down. So I would go practice once a week and, you know, I would go with Jeff Bourne. He was a huge person with helping me. And, you know, if, if you got someone who can help you and can, you can relate to, they'll help you out with your game as well. Right. So, right. It's a good segue in terms of just mentor, mentorship. Like who did you look up to? Like who taught you a lot about the game? I mean, you mentioned Jeff, but was, was, was there others? Oh yeah. Sand, like Sandy was already big into the game when like Sandy's just a few years older than me, but, like I said, I didn't start till I was 25. Sandy started right out of YBC. Mm-hmm. So she had a few years into it before me. So she was one, one of the big people that I looked into and, and respected and, you know, one of the best anchors in the world too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was definitely one that, you know, and Dylas Turner being our coach, just an amazing coach and can relate to you. And she was in that position before she could, she could really help your thought process. I can't even imagine what you all that ladies dynasty team there's probably no group that we can compare to in any decade in terms of the lasting um friendship and bowling relationship that you all had what you learned from each mm-hmm. other oh yeah yeah I mean, we definitely helped each other all the way along the way you know we're always there for each other supported each other and a lot of the times you made masters and the open in the same year because mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of people outside of Winnipeg playing, you know, so you made a, made a lot of both. So you played together lots. It's, we may not necessarily played in league together, but we, but we played in masters and the open together lots. You guys did a lot of like unique and fun things off the lanes during your play. I mean, you always had like a little stuffed, pig I feel like it oh, was yeah. a little stuffed pig that you yeah. had had there and you know your your chance that you guys were famous for that you had created and mm-hmm. just that team is super fun oh yeah it, did you see that um chart that was it five pin bowler put out of all yeah. the open winners over the yeah thing? of the team well, winners from what you, province they were from well you look at the ladies in the 90s and holy cow like I didn't even realize like I knew, but you didn't really, when you see it in, on written down in front of you, like 90, 91, 95, 97, 98, 99, you know, and then 2000, we missed by five. We almost had a four peat. There's only been two wow. other provinces that have had a four peat and no, our two other provinces have had three peats. So Manitoba, BC and Ontario have all had three peats and we're that close to oh. getting the four peat. Nobody's had a four peat yet. So that would have been something else, but within five. And that's when Northern Ontario beat us in uh, Hamilton. Always with Coach Dylas? Um, All those in the 90s, yes. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned, uh, Katie, that about Chris, how she may have had provincials that she had not made to nationals. Mm -hmm. Our our Winnipeg ladies have never lost. Oh. 
Yeah, never in the years of, of it happening. The Winnipeg ladies have never lost. Our mixed team has only lost once. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So every like, provincial that we've played in, we've gone to nationals. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but it's I'm also, like, we're, oh, small, okay. we're a small province, you know, and yeah. the zones outside of Winnipeg are, are small. They're, they're smaller and they're rural. You know, you still had some really good key players coming out of there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying mm-hmm. they didn't, but they just didn't have the depth of it, you know? Like, yeah. you're going into it with that six-person team, you need some depth to get you through. Two people aren't going to carry you. Right. Or two or you three people are going to carry you. You need to have yeah. some solid solidity to there. Uh, there was one year that we did get taken to a second game in the paw and almost lost that second game. So that was one year that we did almost lose. And it came right down to the wire. The things you yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's you remember a Fab Five? Oh, yeah. And so let's talk about that real uh, briefly because, sure. um, you know, that's a pretty neat uh, group that started a couple of years ago just to try and empower uh, women in the sport um, of all ages. I think, you know, the Fab Five group's done some am- amazing work. But if you had to give some advice to an up and comer bowler, Karen, what, what would you, what kind of advice would you, would you give her? Uh, go for it. Always go for it. If you think that you can do this and just something you feel strongly about, you get out there and you practice and you work your butt off. And now I'm saying this because I'm older and I need to go to the gym to keep this up now. But <laughs> if you need to do that, you go ahead and do that. You know, do just work hard. If you want to do it, you can do it. Put your mind to it. Get out there, work on your corners work on everything and you'll get there. Just, you got to put in the time though. You know, like even, like I was saying, it was easier when I was younger, but it's not like I didn't practice and work on my game. Mm-hmm. You still have to practice and work on your game. You can't go out once a week and expect to be, you know, the best. That's just not going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But what get is- out there, work hard and go for it. What are a couple of things that you're doing now? We talk about, you know, you being, well, we're the same age, yeah. older, um, and we know that the game still means a lot um, to yes. us. What What are the things that you're doing right now? So when I was in my prime of competing, I was a firm believer that I shouldn't be on boards and you shouldn't get involved into that part of the game. Hmm. And I know I understand now that some of the younger people have to get involved and have to get to keep our, our, our sport going within each province. There's some younger people are going to have to get involved. Um. But now that I'm older, I am on boards. So I run the Winnipeg Pride Pin Association. Um, we had it come back in 2015 was the last year for Winnipeg Five Pin. And then we were gone for four, four or five years. The year that COVID hit, we had a team set. This was back when we had a regular provincial, not just going to a provincial and bowling 16, 18 games and qualifying. You actually went with teams and zones. We had our team set and then COVID hit. So then we went a couple of years without anything. So now we're finally getting going again. We, we had our, our first full season last year was our first full season back. This year is going a little better. We're getting a little more entries into the 220, which is called interprovincial for you guys. We call it the 220 here, but it's the same okay. thing. We just don't let people with the average of 220 and, or 221 and over don't get to play in this one. This is strictly for grassroots. So, but anyways, I run the Winnipeg Five Pin Association. I'm on the Manitoba Five Pin Association now as the technical director. Um, I'm also on the Youth Challenge National Committee, which is coming here in March. I'm responsible for transportation. And then once that one's done, 
2024 Masters Nationals are going to be here in Winnipeg. And I volunteered for that one as well. But we don't have another meeting for that till May. You know, like we're still doing emails back and forth between each other and right. stuff that needs to be worked out. But we don't have another meeting till May. So I'll be done with the Youth Challenge by the time we have to really start working on the Masters Nationals. But, you, you know, as you get older, you got to start giving back to the game or this game's not going to continue. Mm-hmm. So I, I finally got myself a treasure for the Winnipeg Five Pin just a couple of days ago. I got Dixie McDonald, who thankfully said that she would look after my money. So because I was like tearing my hair out, I had just too much going on at once. I'm like, I need some help. <laughs> well, and it's so easy to have the burnout when you're doing so many mm. different things. Exactly. And I don't want that to happen. I want this to go on for a while and, you know, and get our our province was in, been in a lot of turmoil lately. And we're just really trying our best to get that back to cohesiveness. Yeah, Fingers we're lucky crossed. to have you. We're trying. <laughs> we're getting we're definitely we're invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's next for Karen Armstrong in her own personal journey in the game as a competitor? Well, um, I've had uh, my first. We've had three Masters tournaments this year. Um, my first two, I did pretty well. I had two twenty-one hundreds. My last tournament, not so well. I don't think I prepped properly for this. This is where I'm saying you need to. As you get older, you need to prep more. My gym time went down. My pre- I totally meant to get out there and practice a couple times. It didn't happen. And I bowled terrible. So I'm like, that's your own fault, Armstrong. You didn't get out there and you didn't prep for it. So that's your own fault. So we'll be doing that. And then we're just getting things going. Like on February 25th, we have our provincial 220. So I'm, worried. I'm the team manager for the Winnipeg uh, zone. So I'll go to that. And then we'll just work on getting uh, people for our uh, open April 7th and 8th. Uh, that's St. James Lane. So we'll have, work on getting everything together for that. And uh, April 1st, just an F- FYI for anybody Winnipeg out there, or if anybody wants to come to Winnipeg, April 1st is our fundraiser for the Winnipeg Five Pin Association. It's a social <laughs> slash beer con tournament at Club 3D. Come <laughs> on down. Tickets. You betcha. I got tickets. I always have them on me. <laughs> I love it. So we're working on that. So hopefully yeah. we can get some people there and get some funds raised or else nobody's going to nationals. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel well, like we could keep you on for a whole segment, but before we go, mm-hmm. because I, I know we've got time slots and everything, but I want to, I want to make sure that we leave this podcast where you can reflect back on one of your best memories or favorite uh, moments oh. in the game. And, and that's our feel good moment. And there are probably well, plenty there is so many to choose from uh, aside from all the people that i love in this game have become very good friends across the country and there's too many to mention because i just love them all mm-hmm. and i still am in contact with a lot of them i'm gonna pick off the top of my head right now when i won cbc because that was ten thousand <laughs> fair <laughs> so I, i'll take that one as just off the top of my head for that one i have too many to pick but that was a big one for me Awesome. I mean, you're, you're amazing. Thanks for being with us again. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome. Yeah. Glad you could All join right. us. I'm glad. Thanks, Keep it Karen. going, girls. You guys are doing great. Legend in the game. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Yeah. Her, we could easily have her on the entire show. Yeah. It's, yeah. It just, <laughs> we'll have it's going to be back. really interesting when we go through these segments of the Hall of Famers because their span is just, crazy the stories the friendships the accomplishments and stuff so 
Yeah. yeah, we may have to like reconsider how much time, time right? we're putting on that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Karen Armstrong, Chris Monchak, just incredible. Yeah. We're going to switch gears a little bit here. We've kind of talked about some of the legends of the game who have been around forever. And now we're switching gears to some of the young up and comers. Um, I know that there's been a lot of youth tournaments happening right now. Youth challenge um, has like provincials have just happened. I spent all weekend last weekend with a lot of the youth from around Alberta watching provincials with them. DJ K Razy came out. We <laughs> emceed the dance. We like, we did it all. So that was fun. Um, but we also have four steps qualifying all happening. I don't, it might not be called four steps anymore. YBC championships, maybe regardless that's happening right now. So um, they're qualifying teams. I know we just had provincial or zone round this last weekend. Provincials are coming up in a couple of weeks. So we wanted to highlight a few of the up and comer ladies from around the country. This is so exciting because really this is the next generation of our, our sport, right? Who's up and coming. It's really fun to talk about. And we're hoping um, to continue segments like this with, um, you know, other uh, youth in the game. So we've got four to introduce. First one, Michaela Sanderson from Alberta. Perfect game at TPC qualifying at, I believe, the age of 15. And she can correct me. I always think Michaela is much older than she she is. So I I lose fact, you know, I I lose that a little bit, but she's only 16 years old. Uh, Five youth nationals, um, number six and number seven uh, this season. And she's had a thousand triple. So crazy. We only asked for three highlights uh, from these ladies, but I'm sure they've got lots. Um, Akira Anseth from Saskatchewan, another future amazing bowler, uh, beautiful uh, style and demeanor in the game, um, winning a national uh, uh, gold medal uh, in YBC, high game of 415 at the bowling school, um, you know, in Saskatchewan. And um, she she's an avid player on uh, the WCBT WCBT uh, tour. So um, we're happy to have Michaela and Akira join us. We also have Amy Harris from Newfoundland. We featured her last podcast, I believe, when we were talking about all of the Newfoundland Hall of Famers. But she has the 2022 YBC National. She was double gold there. She won the scholarship. 2022 Youth Challenge Nationals, where she won a gold medal and an all-star medal. And uh, already thinking about how she can transition into that next level, working and watching Open Nationals, where she watched the Newfoundland ladies capture gold at home in 2022. So that was one of her highlights. Maddie Richter from BC. um, She is a triple crown winner in the youth events. She threw her first 400 on her 16th birthday with eight more since then. And this year, she was telling me about how she qualified for the youth championships, youth championships with her sister on a doubles team. And together, they shot like 2,800. And um, she said out of the five games, she shot four of them were over 300. And she averaged like 320, 323 for five games. So stop it. It's <laughs> like so as, good. As they were all sending me their highlights, there's like top three accomplishments. I'm putting them in. And I'm like, Okay, well, like they could just take over the show at this point. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, you put me to shame. But Amazing. We are going to bring them in here. Let me just get to the right screen and then uh, we'll get started. We have a special game lined up, so it's going to be good. 
Hello, girls. How is it going? <clears throat> Good. How are you guys? Good. We're mapped in all different time zones. Amy, specifically, it's what? Is it close to 11 o'clock there in Newfoundland now? It's 11.04. Thank you for joining us. No problem. And you look amazing at 11 o'clock at night. Thank you. Yeah. Just came back from league, right? Yep. Yeah. How'd it go? Not amazing, but not oh. horrible. Not amazing, not horrible. It's league. Well, it's okay. Life is about to get better because <sighs> perfect. we have a game for you guys. Um, so they all know we are playing a game, a round of have I, never have I ever, bowling edition, but with also <clears throat> some fun little life questions thrown in. So do you all have your signs? Yep. Yeah, we're good with the signs. Amazing. I sent them this last minute. So the fact that we got it all coordinated is perfect. Um, game is very simple. You hold up an I have if you have done the thing. An I have not if you have not done the thing. And then we might have a little bit of chatter about some of these questions as we go. We're going to start it off super easy with never have I ever met a celebrity. Guys, I made signs. Come on. I even cut wow. <laughs> I was bored at the bowling alley today. I'm a lot impressed, of Michaela. Thank you. you know, I, I had to I just had to say Michaela, who have you met? Um, I've met a couple Jays players and uh some big big brother celebrity stars. <laughs> a little weird, but I've done that as well. Nice. Akira. Um, I've met Carrie Fisher. Uh, couple Star Wars actors, yeah. <laughs> wow, like big stars, like big time. <laughs> Maddie, uh, I've met Dan Hamuse, the NHL player, as he lives in Smithers, or he's from Smithers, where I'm from. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've met Tim Wiseman, A five E five president. Oh. He had a bowling tournament about him last weekend. But do you have his autograph? I probably could find it somewhere. <laughs> I, I threw away his autograph like a couple weekends ago or something. Like that. Yeah, you did throw away his autograph. Yeah. Mine too, also. Yes. <laughs> My bad. Go talk You're bad. All right. We're going to move on to the next question. Never have I ever bowled over 350. I'm going to move this so we can see the sides. Just kidding, guys. Oh. Oh, I find you can't. I was see. about to say, Michaela, turn that around. I, was gonna, I, was gonna be like, I never have, actually. Never have. Amy, what was your high score? Uh, 378. 378. Nice. Was it at a league or a tournament? I was actually sparing in a league. Oh, so it didn't even count for you. No. <laughs> nice game. Still a good game. That is a great game. Yeah. Thank you. Maddie, what was your high game? Uh, my high game is 435. Oh, that's right. One of the many 400. Yeah, just one of the eight. It's fine. Yeah, one, nine. <laughs> Amazing. Michaela, we know yours. Yeah. 450. Say it. 450? Yeah. It was incredible. Was it, I was it, there. It wasn't no tap? 
Very true. I, I was right <laughs> there with you. Have you have a no tap perfect game as well. I'm really proud Tracy of you. had a front row seat. I saw her standing right behind you when you threw the ball. Chills. Don't really remember, but yeah. <laughs> Blacked out. Just a little bit. <laughs> Akira, how about you? Uh, the 415 at the bowling school. Amazing. Very nice. All right, guys. Here is another one. Never have I ever fallen over or tripped on a ball return. I have no Tracy. <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> no. No. I've kicked a pole, but I've I've never tripped. Is there ever. something to trip on in the bowling alley? I've tripped on it. Yeah, same. Well, yeah. Has I anybody mean, tripped over my own feet? Yeah, I've done that. Was anybody hurt when they tripped over the ball return? Mm, my no. pride was. <laughs> I ran into That's a pole about a couple weeks ago. Sorry? Like, I ran into a pole. Like, you know what, Tracy, you know at Topoy, they have, like, the posts in between four and five? Or four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, like, smoked my head on that. Like, I don't know if it was a couple weeks ago or more. Because, you know, it could have probably injured my memory. But, Yeah. <laughs> So now we now we're very conscious of the bowling alley and what's around it. All right. Never have I ever rocked a karaoke song. Akira, what's your go-to song? Oh, well, it's got to be Lady Gaga, of course. So. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Is there like a like a particular Lady Gaga song? Um, no, I like them all. Everyone, hey, Amy, what's your song? Um, honestly, no, I don't know, but I like anything that comes on. No, know the words to, I'll sing along. You're on it, Michaela. Justin Bieber. I go way back. What, up, what about baby? <laughs> That's a solid choice. To suit you solid. today. Yeah. Was it you that requested Justin Bieber at Youth Challenge Provincials last weekend? Mm, could possibly be me. Could possibly. Be. I think I actually created the whole playlist last weekend. Potentially. Me and Julie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, did you say you have a song? No. I don't. I've Not never done karaoke before. I'm way never. too shy for that. <laughs> no Fair. Way. Fair. All right. Never have I ever won a national medal. Yay, women. Yeah. This is a talented group. That shouldn't be surprising. Amy, is there a medal that stands out the most to you from nationals? Um, either youth challenge gold or singles gold. Yeah, I, it's hard to choose between them. Hard. To, those were both last year. Yes. Nice. Maddie, what about you? Uh, probably my gold medal when I was a first year senior when I won my triple crown. That would be a big one. Complete the complete the trifecta. Mm -hmm. 
Akira? Um, for sure, the YBC juniors that I won this year was just so surreal. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations, lady. That's a big deal. Singles gold. Singles. That was a long time ago. Like, Fair. Yeah, but you know, we'll we'll still reminisce about it. Yeah, Tracy, no. do you have a favorite medal that you've won at nationals? I mean, I've probably can I say two? Yeah. I mean, last year, like last year at Masters was stunning for me. Mm -hmm. So that one, and then a uh, year that our team, our Masters team, won a gold medal in Newfoundland it was just the team that we had: Stacy, Jen. Die myself and uh, Tracy Holdsworth, and that was just a really fun year. Yeah, that would be good. All right, the next one. Never have I ever played in a WCBT event. Wait. We see Michaela and Akira. You guys are on it all the time. Michaela, do you have a favorite one that you like to come to? Um, autumn, well, I Autumn Open's my favorite, but I mean, I enjoy going to TPC. Right. Never been to Regina yet, but hopefully in the later year. You're going this year, correct? N no, I was going to go and then I... Oh, uh, so your name on the list. Yeah, my name's still on the list, but um, yeah. <laughs> decided not to go and within the last couple months. Akira, do you have a favorite event? Um, mine would probably have to be Regina. It was the first one I went to and yeah. Yeah. Maddie, do you see WCBT events in your future? Probably, yeah. Probably. Eventually when I'm done school, I think. Fair. Yeah, totally fair. Amy, what about you? If I can save up the money to get off the island, yes. <laughs> also fair. Have you been playing any of the Newfoundland tour? Yeah. I'm playing them one coming up in um, May, right before YBC Nationals, too. Amazing. All right. I think this. Oh, maybe not quite the last one. Never have I ever flown in a helicopter. No one? I thought for sure one person would. I actually thought it'd be Tracy. <laughs> no, really? Like I'm yeah. jet setting with Michael Jordan because I've met <laughs> Michael Jordan and Kevin Hart and a few others, Co Kobe. Just, um, you're riding on private jets with them. No helicopters, yeah. though. <laughs> All right. Never have I ever watched a pro league event. Five pin universe pro league. Oh, wrong one. Do you guys have a favorite team, Akira? Oh, the Minto Maniacs. <laughs> I love the name of the Minto Maniacs. Yeah. Maddie, do you have a team that you root for? No, I kind of just go in there and watch everybody just for something yeah. to do. Uh, Amy? The rock and rollers. I was gonna say you have to love the rock and rollers. <laughs> like I have to choose them. I don't even want to know yours, Michaela. <laughs> I'm a. Uh, oh, I don't know. There's so many to choose from. No, just kidding. Uh, Toffee roses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calgary Carnage. Just a little has has a corner of my heart. Fair, and we know Tracy Carnage. I mean, like there's so many great teams. There is. Yeah. 
like so many great teams, right? And you know what I love about the pro league? So I'm not really answering the question, but the, the, the play of the pro league is just, it's so unique and, and fun, right? You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. That's what I think is really cool about the pro league. Fair. But yeah, the amount of I mean, times go I got, carnage. And go carnage. The amount of times I got booed for being a dream crusher <laughs> at Youth Challenge Provincials was wild last weekend. So I'm going to say Quebec, the Lumberjacks. The dream I crushers are good. Attacked for saying my own team, but dream a lot crushers. of good teams <laughs> out there. Yeah. Uh, quick couple more questions. Have you ever, have I ever fouled at a major tournament? Hmm. I have for sure. Fallen, yeah. hurt myself. Yeah. Tricky. Did anybody have it cost them like mm -hmm. a match or a game? I don't think so. No. no. I've fouled out of, at every single nationals that I've been to, though. <laughs> like, there hasn't been one that I haven't, like, every single time I go to nationals, I've like thrown myself over the foul line. At least once, but I've always won my point, so maybe it's oh. a good thing. Maybe I should follow every time. That is all that matters. I have seen and our... Di I've seen Diane stick and go like down the lanes, an event, and I've also seen uh, Pam Wilson stick at the foul line, and there was a pile of water at the foul line somehow, some way, and she hurt herself. I have seen oh. that. Yeah, but you haven't fouled. I don't think so. I mean, I think I've stuck, but I don't recall ever not like die, yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> like hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And last question. Never have I ever laughed so hard. I peed myself. <laughs> Maybe just Fair. grab your other side. You're, you're pro you have to be lying. <laughs> you have to be lying. Everybody you never a little bit. <laughs> like, like not a full like, bladder. No. Like everybody like a little, a little dribble. So I've cried. <laughs> also that. Well, you ladies have had a ton of success in your youth career so far. And I know that as you finish out your careers in the youth world, you have even more success ahead of you and then transitioning to the adult ranks. I personally am not looking forward to the day I'm going to have to play against you guys at all the nationals because I know you'll kick my butt. So, <laughs> Anybody have anything they want to add before we say goodbye to you guys? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having yeah, us on. Of course. Yeah. Keep going, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Your future is so bright. Stick with the game. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to say goodbye to you guys and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Bye, everyone. See ya. Oh, they did it for me. All right. That was fun. I like there's it. such good like talent out there it's mm -hmm. so nice for the future of our sport to see exactly who we have coming up yeah agreed all right we are ready to move right into our 
coaches segment. I'm going to bring it. Hello. Hi. Hi, Des. How's it going? Good. You guys? Good. Before you start telling us all about what you have planned for us, we just wanted to say congratulations on your 10th Provincial Youth Challenge win in a row. Thank you. Boys teams, girls teams, Calgary, Edmonton. Yeah, I uh, I often tell people because I say like, oh, you don't bowl anymore. And I was like, you know what, just because I don't bowl anymore doesn't mean I'm not competitive. And like this one, I really wanted this one. So it was, uh, it meant a lot to me to not only be able to achieve that, but also do it like in Edmonton, my mom came to watch and I had some other, my sister-in-law came by and, you know, friends and family, you guys were there too. So, or Katie was there, I should say. Um, So it was good having like kind of my hometown crowd there when I did it too, even if I wasn't bowling myself. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Well, what do you got in store for us? So I thought I would just kind of recap really quick those three phases we talked about last week, and then that'll kind of lead into what I wanted to talk about today. So last or not last week, last month, we were talking about the three phases. So we had our learn to train, which is your skill development, um, improving your average, specialization of bowling, maybe some of your low cost entry tournaments just to get the experience that you need. Then we have the train to compete, which is putting your training into action in a more stressful situation. Uh, Learning to deal with outside distractions like work, babies, kids, uh, body changes, all different sorts of things in that category. (laughs) Yeah. And then the last one is the training to win that we touched on. And that is your elite athlete development, where basically we are learning how to compete at the highest level that the sport offers while trying to achieve medal success or a cash payout if you're at a cash tournament. Right. So then within those, uh, I think a lot of people go through feeling I don't want to use the word imposter but that's like really what it's called is imposter syndrome and actually last time we were as on the podcast there was a few of you that touched on it when you were talking about the teams that you got to bowl with and these other women that have been in the game for ever and you just said oh my gosh I can't believe I get to bowl with them and not that you feel like an imposter because you know that you belong there and you've earned your spot But every time we go through these little like self-doubt things, they start to affect your performance. So today I want to talk about imposter syndrome and performance anxiety. So within imposter syndrome, there's kind of four basic ones that I was going to touch on just because imposter syndrome to me sounds a little like a little hard, I'm going to say. So within that, we have things like number one is the perfectionist. So we all know someone inside bowling, outside of bowling, who is a perfectionist. So this is the person who sets like very high goals. Generally, they are unachievable or unattainable. And so when they don't achieve those, they start having self-doubt. Anytime you have self, you're going to have performance affects that. So it could be that you're stressed about it or you're thinking too much on the lane. Something like, you know, you're going into three in a row and you're thinking, okay, I want to, this is my shot at my perfect game. Well, you're only on three in a row right now. Like we need to focus on what's in our control and maybe go for what's happening this next frame and just slowly work your way through that. Then we also have the superwoman or superman, and this is the person that feels like they have never done enough to prove their worth. They're always thinking, what else can I do? I need to do more. And they don't feel like they've reached that equal playing field yet. And then we have the natural. So these are the people who feel a little bit, um, I'm going to say shameful and asking for help maybe because they feel like they've been able to get this far on their own or that they've been able to do it naturally and they've never had to work that hard. And now all of a sudden they have to work harder and they don't understand why, or they feel like, okay, I've been able to do this up to this point. Why can't I do this now? 
or why can't I achieve that next set of goals that I'm trying to get to? And then that one ties into the last one, which is your soloist. So these are the people who don't want to ask for help or feel mm -hmm. like they need to do it on their own because they feel like they have something to prove themselves. So each of those categories, as I kind of just talked about the, the traits, those will all affect your performance in some way or another. And so even relating it back to coaching for me, like I, people ask, you know, you know, you coach a little differently. These are the things that are going on in the back of my mind, actually, as I'm coaching. So I'm watching, I'm observing, I'm trying to figure out what is this bowler going through? What are they struggling with? Which of these traits do they fall into? And how can I best help them get out of it or work towards not having as much of that doubt as they step up on the lane? Right. So let's talk about that a little bit. So like in each segment, like the perfectionist, the superwoman, the natural and the soloist, let's just say, does you identify with each of those four different players? What, what type of advice would you start giving them coaching tips? I think the first thing is just it's always comes back to being aware that you're doing it because you may not notice that you do it. And then you get up on the lane and you're like, holy, all of a sudden, you know, you start realizing what you're doing. And the biggest thing is to be able to focus on what's in your control. So in each of these, when you start thinking about the what ifs or what could happen, you create doubts and that causes you not to throw the way that you can. And that is going to then not focus on what's in your control. You can control what your opponent's doing. You can't control some of the bad breaks that you're going to get, but you can control how you respond to it. You can control, you know, when you're up on the lane, taking you an extra second if you need to, make sure you're focusing on what you're doing. If you hear, you know, someone in the background and it's distracting you, step off the lane, right? Take a second. If it's the end of a frame and you're feeling like you just need to refresh, take your shoe off, go for a walk. You'll figure out what those things are to help you reset and be able to come back and refocus on what you need to do in order to achieve your goal or get your job done for the day, as I like to say. Do you find that with those, you know, I guess, negative thoughts or those troubled thoughts that kind of like creep in for the most part with that kind of advice, trying to like reset quickly, is that hard for some people to do? It's incredibly hard. And that that's just a mental skill. And you can develop it, anyone can develop it, but you have to work at it. And if you don't work at it, it's never going to get any better. And so realizing that, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm spiraling out of control or it's snowballing or I've had a bad day or whatever it is that's going on, you throw your frame and you say, okay, I just, I'm going to go for a little walk. I'm going to reset. I'm going to come back. And you try and put a stop to that and then focus on the things that you can control. So for me, with some of the bowlers that I've worked with, when they, when I see that they're starting to spiral, I'll come back and ask them to focus on one simple thing. I want you to get up there this frame and I want you to tell me if you felt your timing was good or did you feel like you followed through on the shot or things that I know that they need to work, work on and that's the only thing they focus on. So what we're doing is we're creating a small goal and you're achieving it and some of that self-doubt starts to fall away because you've achieved what I asked or what your coach asked or what you're trying to focus on and that helps to build that confidence back when you're feeling not confident in your shot on the lane. Seems like it could be a variety of things, but then how do you, like, what would you suggest in terms of like the mental aspect of the game? Because we talk about like a follow through or, um, you know, your timing, um, but do you have any like perspective around like the mental side of the game? Is it more like around, you know, the technical 
piece or how, how do you get around that? It doesn't have to be, right? It, de- it depends on the lawyer that you're working with because you could have someone that is, you know, throwing really well, scoring really well, and they still are not in the mental state that they need to be in. It could be something is distracting them in their personal life or at work, or they're just not feeling like they're throwing their best. And that actually leads into like that perfectionist, right? You're scoring mm-hmm. well, you're not feeling like it's the perfect shot, but does it need to be perfect, right? And so for me, it's it's mix of both and focusing on what's going on physically, the body and the shot, but also where your mental state is able to put that in check and say, okay, you know what? That wasn't the greatest shot. Building on that confidence frame after frame. I definitely know what I am and actually might be two. Is that possible? Absolutely. You can be a mix of all of them. And I mean, these are just the four that I touched on. There's actually mm-hmm. five um, kind of within the, the psychology and the sports realm of it. But these four are the most common. The other one's kind of most a blend. Common. But yeah, you can absolutely have a little bit of everything going on. Or on one day, you might feel like, hey, I'm a total perfectionist. And I am like super A-type. I'm very OCD. So like for me, that is not even just in bullet. That's where I identify with. I'm always that perfectionist type, but there are days where like, even for me, um, like as a soloist or feeling like Superman or Superwoman, I know I went through it with my coaching in my early days where I felt like I had to keep achieving success to prove that I should have been there. Or like the first open team I got, you know, I was quite young at the time when I got them and I had never coached really in the adults before. And so a lot of this started to creep in was, okay, what, what can I do to try and prove that this is where I deserve to be? And it, just on the day-to-day right for me and I'm sure for everyone too based on how you're feeling and the things that are going on in your own life but yeah having a mix of all of them absolutely happens but it all ends in the same result which is not feeling confident in your shot or having that performance anxiety and it affects how you bowl at the end of the day you can certainly see how people are mentally exhausted after an event well even like I know Des has told me this before when I'm struggling and she's like, what's going through your head right now? And I'll be like, well, I went up there and I said, don't punch another head bin. And she's like, why, why is that what's in your head right now? Like, why don't you go up there and say, I'm going to throw a strike. But even just like little ways that you have bowlers kind of change their mindset of like, they don't need to go up on the lane and be super negative, but like, how about we put a positive thought out there? and put a positive thought in our mind before you go on the lane too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a big thing too, even with like the sports psychology, like in, in the other sports that I coach as well, that your brain will always hold on to the first action that you give it. So it doesn't get all the way through the don't punch a head pin, get a strike. It hangs on to the don't and the punch. So guess what is likely to happen? You're going to punch. So right. you need to be able to start giving your brain and your body those positive cues and the reminders that you needed to do, which like for you, Katie, right? Like you're saying, like, get up there, like strike or easy, slow, whatever it is, those key keywords that you need to get your body to do what you're asking it to do, because your brain and your body are not in sync right now. Right. Yeah, that's me all the time. My brain and body aren't in sync. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> It is Thanks, fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Isn't she coaching you? Like, yeah, she's my yeah. open coach this year. <laughs> Have fun. Interesting. <laughs> it's fascinating stuff, really. 
Yeah. So yeah, it, next it all segment, connects in weird ways. I'm looking forward to the next segment for sure. Yeah, same. Awesome. I love just hearing. Yeah, I'm glad you guys you enjoyed it. it and... Yeah. Yeah, I think the mental side like of I'm... the game, it's uh, it's important, but it's not just like, oh, how are you feeling? And like, tell me what's going on. Like, it, it's more than that. And it needs to be a blend of both. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, someone walking up and saying, hey, what's going on? And you go, I don't know, actually. I was on the lane, but I don't remember the last three balls I threw. Let's start mm-hmm. there, right? Like, that's all it is. Just someone to come in yeah. and help you refocus. <laughs> Katie, that's yeah. life. A little bit more purposeful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Des. You're welcome. And I will talk to you ladies later. Thank you so much for having me on again. So appreciated, Des. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Amazing. Yeah, she's a good guest. And like, you know, you'd be in the game for a short period of time or a long period of game, long period of time. And you're like still learning. I know. There's so many things that like, you don't even think about that everything, like she said, has to be connected. The mm-hmm. mind, the body, the everything. It's like the perfect mm-hmm. storm. Everything has to line up perfectly. Yeah. To have those moments of greatness. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anyways, glad that she can join us every, every podcast. All right. As we start to wind down here, we have one of our other regulars coming in to join us and to give us a little bit of an update on the Diamond Ladies Classic. Hello. Hello. Hi, Stace. Hi. Hang on. Stop laughing. Go away. Who, who's that? Right here laughing. She's driving me nuts. Well, why is she doing that? There she is. She's she already had her it. time. Yes. She's still talking about the peed your pants while you're laughing no. thing. <laughs> oh, my God, Tracy. And she was talking about the gum packet. And we just talked about it on Monday night. Yeah. That's good enough for two years. So that was my favorite one of my favorite teams that we just talked about was Stacy went up on the lanes and she literally had a gum pack stuck to her skirt while she was up on the lane. Like, my butt. like it was like yeah. a flag sticking out. Yeah. Well, it happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. One of the <laughs> so like moments. Diane Rylenny's yelling like, Stacy, Stacy, what are you doing? I'm like, what? She's like, you have gum on your bum. <laughs> Like the whole package. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. The, yeah, whole, the whole package. Like it wasn't just a piece of gum. The whole package. Like Everything. I didn't think bowlers, we didn't have gum in bowling alleys. Well, somebody obviously had chewed gum, stuck it to the yeah. package, left it's it nice there, and Stacy sat on it. And Stacy sat on it. Mm-hmm. It could have been no. any one of us, but it was useless. <laughs> Someone set you up for sure. <laughs> it was probably Diane. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Well, that's a great team. Wow. What a good podcast. Holy girls. It's been Thank a you. lot. Wow. And in looking forward to the Diamond Classic, Tracy was saying, Well, Stacy says she doesn't really have a lot to update us on. And then she started well, telling me the things you have. Well, tell us. Got big news. So I guess I have, a, I wish I get my scribbles. Like, mm-hmm. as you guys are doing the podcast, I'm like, What did I tell Tracy I was going to talk about? What were we doing again? So, look, I just like I'm still recovering from uh, DJ Crazy at the Youth Challenge. So 
she I'm delivers scattered right now um <laughs> all right so we'll start with the fab five the the doubles right now we're at 50 doubles we're only oh taking gosh. 48 so i don't know i think our committee with tracy and sheena and annette and myself will talk if we want to take a few more or we stay at 48 because of that 48 there's 11 that have tbd partners so We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes in. I mean, if we're still getting a whole bunch more in, I think that we'll expand it still too because it's Scotch doubles and you can put a, we can still add in, right? So, uh, for the main event, uh, I like to say the Diamond Ladies by Body Things and Toppler Bowl. Um, for the scratch side of things, we have 115 entries right now, and 64 of those are individual entries. Wow. Unbelievable. And I don't think like I think our peak will come. Uh, after Easter and see who is making nationals for the open. Right? right. And then after masters and see who's making that nationals as well, because it might depend on if you're making both, you might not be able to right? the POA. We have 27 in total and 21 of those are individual entries as well. And I think that too will come after the teaching masters are all kind of sorted out. Right. I think our biggest one is I'm so excited to say this. Uh, I at the Youth Challenge, I was meeting with uh, Mr. Kerry Kreitz in the Five Pin Universe, and they're joining in to be our streaming people. So we'll be able to stream it Yay. because we don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. Hi, Kerry. So are you busy? But no, so super exciting. That's probably our biggest, biggest uh, announcement other than the hotels are out there, yeah. the Carriage House and the Deerfoot Casino. And maybe one more coming in later this week, maybe next week. Um, we are working on a Sunday night after party okay. at one of the new uh, like inclusive, really put together fun little disco bars. I think that's the one we're talking about, nice. but that's a, to be determined. Uh, BPG, Daryl has, we have a hoodie. We have a tank top so far. We're working on a towel. And then I said I would like them to work on some kind of bag. Ooh. That would be kind of neat. Just to have something Got different. Some swag. You know? Yeah, whatever. The trophy. Tracy knows. Well, our committee knows. But I'm going to go actually look at it this week. Awesome. So I can't wait. Like, I can't wait to see, to actually yeah. like, see it in real life. Yeah. And then our kind of like secret, what are we going to do? What are we going to give to the winner? Right? WCBT does a golf shirt. What are we going to do? We've yeah. been floating some ideas. Yes. So yeah. That'll be our next kind of committee thing. Sponsorship is up to about, I think we're over 5,000 right now. But we still have like a lot of letters put out there. Or if anybody wants a letter, like we've got it to, uh, the more the better let's get it raised up as high as we can mm -hmm. that with Daryl too him and I are working on like banners so a lot like the pro league banners that we have in each bowling center so yep. and I would like to be at Regina but my family kind I ran the youth challenge and then my you know Michaela won the youth challenge and has to go to Winnipeg and Martella and Michaela won the YBC championship so I have to go to Regina for that Rich and Shell both made the open so there's no like Stacy time time. Yeah. So I won't be able to go to Regina. So we'll have, uh, I, I usually reach out to Crystal Orinchuk. She'll have some stuff out there. Karen, if she's there, 
we'll have uh, if we have more information. But yeah, those are big updates. Well, it did really I'm feel like it was a lot, but like, a lot kind of rolled in in the last like ten days, right? Right. So it's really coming together, Stace, and honestly, just incredible hard like hard work um, by yourself to get this moment. like up and up and running. But yeah, like it, it's going to be just uh, fascinating once you know you step oh, foot into the lanes, right? So. Yeah. I mean, um, haven't even put Katie to work yet for anything yet. So, I mean, there's lots yeah. of little open spots. We're like, we'll just slot Katie in for this one. Yeah, you just put yes. my name down. Yeah, send me my to-do list. I get things done. <laughs> we could have Desiree in a sort of some like on-site coaching lessons. Yeah. Like tutoring in the corner. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe just sponsor like a $10 little coaching course or a little yeah. session with Des. $20, fix my game, make me throw strikes. She's also a massage, right? Like maybe She's also massage. Yeah. Utilized as a lot. Yeah. She could have like the whole weekend just book solid. <laughs> Foot rubs. Multifaceted that one. <laughs> Foot, rubs. Foot rubs. I don't know if Danny Gombach's watching, but he knows. He Foot rubs and Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank space. you so much yeah. for all those updates right. and for all the hard work you guys have been putting into making this tournament come to fruition. I know it's been an idea for a while and lots it's of work has been going into it. What's next for her? What's next for her? That's a big moment. Yeah. 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 It will be, it will be, it's going to be great. And even a little bit more less stressful now that we have five pin universe. So really yeah, that's a big one. Thank God. <laughs> Thanks Gary. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. Right. Time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Congrats Stacey. Yeah, it's exciting. We'll see it if you've got exciting. more in the Mar in the March podcast. Well, I'm hoping yeah. we'll have some merchandise to show. Uh, you know, we'll have some more, maybe better timelines for scheduling. I know a couple sponsors are looking at different. They need to know our timelines a little bit better before they're gonna. They want to announce what what's going on, but mm -hmm. for sure, yeah. All right, that's amazing. Thanks, Stace. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Stace. All right. Okay, we'll talk soon. See you. Okay, bye, Stacy. Bye. See you Saturday, Sunday, Katie. Bye. Yeah, see you Sunday. Stacy and I are commentating Pro League together. That's going to be, be awesome. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fun. All right. Okay. We Good are coming to the end. China. We have a couple, few little announcements <laughs> to make wow. of our own. Yes, we do. First up, Good luck to everybody playing Regina in a couple of weeks. I know I won't be there. Tracy, you're not going to be there either, but um, we've got lots of representation from the ladies going and you guys are all going to kick butt. We'll be watching, doing the stats behind the scenes so we can uh, talk loudly about your accomplishments there. Yeah. Go get them girls. Can't yeah. Can't wait for that. All right. And our couple things that we want to just drop here at the end. Tracy, every time we're planning our podcast, she comes to me and she's like, I have this idea. How can we make this idea happen? And I think we're going to make two of them happen. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the first one is we are creating our own commercial video. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's gonna be good but we need your help to make it come to come to light so mm -hmm. 
Um, our idea and our hope is that over the next month, as many people as possible from across Canada, men, women, youth, older players, anybody who's able to um, can record themselves in a video format telling us one word that you would use to describe women in bowling. Can be anything, but keep it to one word. Um, and then in the coming weeks, well, tomorrow, hopefully, I will have posted on our Facebook page, um, hopefully we can get Five Pin Universe to share it, a place where you can go and drop that video into so that we can go through them all, find 50 or so and put them all together into a video. I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's ambitious. It's it user ladies. participation. We need yes. some help from everyone. But yeah, ladies, please like, just be bold and brave and submit your word. And I can't wait for the output and yeah. the uh, end result to share. Yeah. So there will be lots more like of the fine details I'll put in the Facebook post about the format and how to make it all work and where to submit it. But keep your eyes peeled on Facebook for that. We are coming and it will be out there, I promise. And hopefully we can get tons of submissions from everyone across the country so that we can create this joint work together and uh, put that out there to debut at our next podcast. That's the goal. What's the next the idea? That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, we got another one. <laughs> oh, we've got another one. Um, <laughs> and then our other thing, next podcast, we are allotting a segment of our time to have one of you join us just like that. So just live. Um, if you are watching live with us next week, you can enter into a draw for us to pull you out of the audience and join the two of us and uh, have a conversation with us. Who knows where it'll go? <laughs> Could go Very anywhere. random topics. We, Could be uncomfortable. <laughs> but we're excited. Yeah. So, and this can be anyone who's watching our show live. We will give you a hashtag to enter into a draw. And uh, during the podcast next month, we will pull someone out and bring them onto the show with us. So that's exciting. I think it'll be fun to just kind of no prep into it, no planning. Ryan O'Callaghan, he's all ready to go. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> you never know what can happen. We're trying Hashtag to... Hashtag Ryan. <laughs> see what we can do to keep uh, keep things fresh over here. So Yeah, I think, it, I think it's fun. Two, like, really great ideas. I'm really looking forward to the, up, the output of that um, video and just hearing from yeah. her. And, I think it can be uh, so powerful to have all those yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we still have lots of ideas in our playbook, but these are two, two big ones that we thought were going to be hard, but Carrie tells us they're not going to be hard. So I've cleared them both. I was like, how do I make these things happen? He's like, oh, they're not that bad. Okay. Fun. Yeah. We're going to go for it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> all right. That is the end of our show tonight. Thank you guys so much for watching again and for all the support throughout the month and the kind words as we um, continue on this little journey. Happy February, everyone. See you guys next month. Sounds good. Thanks, Katie. You too. Okay, bye.